the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. After commuting the 40-month prison sentence of veteran Republican political consultant and advisor Roger Stone, who got caught up in the Russia probe, President Trump is talking about the Stone case. The president wrote on Twitter that Roger Stone was targeted by an illegal witch hunt that never should have taken place. His tweet continued, quote, It is the other side that are criminals, including Biden and Obama, who spied on my campaign and got caught. Correspondent Ken Lormand, the commutation comes just in time for Stone. He was slated to report to prison on Tuesday. Acknowledging a flare-up of the coronavirus in a number of states, including Florida and Texas, President Trump says he is confident the virus will be brought under control very quickly. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-605-5757-800-605-5757-800-605-5757. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before, at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? 
It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We have the greatest economy in the world. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. Ah, thank you and welcome to the longest intro ever given to a radio program. (laughs) I've always loved that. Ah, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you, good morning on on a mid-July uh, morning this day 32 years ago uh, Barbara and I drove to her parents home and inside which uh, we we wore nice clothes uh, we brought a justice of the peace in and we got married in the in the uh, in the den of that house uh, her parents have gone to their their reward uh, and uh, but Barbara and I are are still here, uh, and uh, I can say it was so low key. Um, like I said, there were only five people and one dog in the room. Uh, not our dog; it was her parents' dog. But uh, but it was a, a great day. And I bring this up not because I want lots of well wishes for for our anniversary uh, today. We will celebrate by. Um, uh, making funky pizza and it's, yes, we, we made regular pizza last night and tonight we're going to make an alternative pizza meeting, a no, a no tomato pizza. To me, those are alternatives and they're fine, but I'm not allergic to tomatoes. She's not allergic to tomatoes and I love pizza. So, but we're going to try something. We're going to try something different. We're going to try to see if we can make a, a Mediterranean pizza that is a no tomato Mediterranean pizza. That's what we're trying tonight, and then we'll take in a movie, and um, that will probably probably bring us to the point where we're both like, "Yeah, time to go sleep." Um, we're kind of boring that way, but I bring it up also because uh, the talented Mrs. B um, is, um, and I, I note that this is also, I believe, thirty-eight or thirty-nine years for Hugh Hewitt and uh, his fetching wife. Uh, so I think that was either yesterday or today. I think our, our anniversaries are maybe a day apart. Um, so correct. Congratulations, Hugh. Hugh here over on our sister station, AM 12A, the Patriot. Um, she, my wife is a pianist. And I've mentioned that a few times, but she's also a columnist in the local, uh, St. Cloud paper. She has a once a month column and oftentimes they get created by, uh, a conversation around dinner. She'll either bring an idea or I'll read something that I saw and say was interesting. So I may have, I don't know that I've mentioned this on the show, about two, yeah, maybe three weeks ago. Um, one of my friends, one of my, one of my many friends here in the St. Cloud area who runs a store, a retail store, um, 
sends me a message, text to me, and says, says, the bank just told me I can't get all the coins I need. I've gone to three different places to try to get the coins, and I can't get the coins. says they're rationing them. So I go online, and sure enough, I find a news report that says, basically, the Fed was telling banks, we're short coins right now. And, and you know, and I, so I said, to, I said to Barbara, hey, so-and-so, I'm not going to name the person, so-and-so just told me that, that they were short coins uh, and said that. And she said, that's interesting. Why would that be? And I said, I said, well, I don't know. We talked a little bit about it. And she ended up writing a column on the shortage of coins. Um, a couple points that got made in the piece that I and, and I, I only talked about it because uh, later in this past week from uh, associated with, uh, I believe, the Mercatus Center out at uh, George Mason University, there was a piece posted by Will Luther yesterday titled uh, on a blog that's called Alt-M, Ideas for an Alternative Monetary Future, uh, which is kind of a f- very free market, not an anti-Fed or anti-central banking, but very much uh, something that's a more free market more favorable toward gold, although I would not call them gold bugs by any stretch of the imagination, but places where people like George Selgin and Larry White post, Jim Dorn, um, folks that are interested in free banking, for example. Um, And it sort of asks the question, why, why would you have a shortage of coins? It's not like coins get consumed. Right. Coins, as as Will Luther writes, as coins are not consumed, they get passed along from one person to another. In the U.S., an average coin circulates for about 30 years. So how can there be a shortage? And this was a question that Barbara was wrestling with as well. Well, the answer, of course, is the pandemic. When people stop shopping, the coins that are in the piggy bank no longer flow from households into the into the the uh, into the stores. So if stores need coins all of a sudden because they've reopened, you would need to go someplace to get the coins. And if they're not coming from your customers, then chances are they're you need to get them from the Federal Reserve. Well, guess what? So first of all, the Fed doesn't make coins; it distributes the coins and buys them at face value from the U.S. Mint. The U.S. Mint is, of course, a government agency, and it makes, but it makes commemorative coins and actually makes revenue off commemorative coins. But it also makes coins for regular use as currency. And if you look at the cumulative mintage of coins, last year they, they minted $12 billion worth of coins, Right? So there's this outflow that where coins are lost, you know, they're they're thrown away, they're worn beyond use, or in some places they're they're collected. I have probably fifty to sixty dollars worth of coins in my home. Why? Well, there's some in my there's some in the tray of my car to be used when I when I go out to when I go to go to a place where I need to feed a parking meter meter. Well, I think, I think, of course, people aren't going to the parking, filling the parking meters anymore. So there's a lack of source of coins. 
And at the same time, the mint, because of coronavirus, was slowing down production because they were worried about infection of their work of their work staff. Even though they were they were considered essential, so they weren't told they had to close in in Philadelphia or in Denver, which is where the two places are that are printing that are that are minting coins. Those mints were not closed, but they slowed production. And so, a chart, and I'll retweet this this piece to you at the break. But you can go into pound KBRS and find it showed that we were short about a million, a billion dollars worth of coins in terms of minting on May 1. But they've, but by the time they got to June, they realized, whoops, we're short coins. We got to get them back out there. And they started to print them. They're actually not short coins anymore. But it also brings up one other point, and I think probably every three or four years of doing this show, which I've done a version of either the the Narn or the King Banyan show or the final word, I've probably talked about this issue in the 16 years we've been doing we've been doing something here at Salem. I've probably talked about this a half dozen times, but it bears repeating. The val it takes almost a dollar of resources and effort to produce a penny. Why in God's name are we still doing this? Why? Why are we still doing this? Okay? I am on I am fully on the bandwagon. I will drive the bus for the the end the penny campaign. What do you do with pennies when you go home at night? You probably take them out of your pocket. You may have a jar. You may have some place you stick them. How many of you use pennies to actually make a transaction? Probably very, very, very few of us, right? So if that's the case, if that's the case, then why have this? People say, well, if we ban the penny, retailers are going to round up to the next, the, next, uh, the next whole unit, be it a nickel or a dime, and that's going to that's uh, be it. We have not, we, penny has been the smallest denomination of our currency since the 1860s. We didn't make half cents after the Civil War. Sometime, sometime during, and maybe it's a little before, I'm, I'm vague on the exact date, but somewhere around 1860, we stopped making the half-cent coin. There are a few places out there that, that afterwards, in the, in, for about 20 years, local governments, state governments, were minting, for the purposes of paying your taxes, mills, which is a tenth of a cent. And, and vestiges of this still exist, okay? Your property tax is sometimes referred, the rate at which your property tax is set is sometimes called a mill rate. It's still some of the slang of that. The price of your gallon of gas is still expressed in the tenth of a cent. What has happened to the, what would be the current, what would be the amount of goods and resources purchased by a penny in 1860? allowing for inflation, the answer is about 30 cents. 
I mean, I, I, I admit I'm a, I'm, a bit of an, I'm a bit of an extremist on this. I don't just want to get rid of the penny. I'm not even sure there should be a nickel. Most, most other countries where you see, where you see a five one-hundredths of the, of the unit, of the ma- base unit of currency in that country, that thing is made of tin, and people try to get rid of them just as fast as they can. They do not want them. But at least those that are made out of tin are not, are not costing us 90, 95, 99 cents on a dollar more than the face value of the coin. This makes no sense. It's not a big deal, but we make more pennies than we make of anything else. And the mint is losing money on every single bloody one of them. There is no good reason to get, do this. All right, 651-289-4477. I will only take calls on this, Wyatt. I'm only interested in calls on this. You want to defend the penny? Come at me. 651-289-4477. All right? You're listening to the King Banyan Show, and he's done with the penny here on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Now streaming on SalemNow.com is the brand new film, Selfie Dad. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Minneapolis. If you're questioning the education your kids received over the past few months and are concerned they've fallen behind both academically and socially, you're not alone. At Egan Montessori Academy, we've been bombarded with these concerns from Twin Cities families. As parents and grandparents are getting back to work, they're weighing the options of a traditional summer babysitter versus a safe facility that will foster both social and academic growth and advancement. At EMA, we provide exactly that with our highly touted Summer Bridge Program. We'll help your child or grandchild make up for lost time, quickly getting them back up to speed and even accelerating their learning while preparing them for next school year. Our proven and award-winning Egan Montessori Academy provides exceptional full-service child care along with nationally accredited educational programs. Please call to schedule your fun, informative, no-obligation tour, and we'll show you firsthand what EMA has to offer. Go to emasouth.com, proudly activating your child's desire to learn. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, 
as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Daily headlines, investing guidance, and insightful financial discussion are just a tap away with our free mobile app. Simply search for Business 1440 in the App Store, and in seconds, you'll be connected with the brightest minds in business and investing. Ah, I like this song. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. Where we have declared war on the penny today. It needs to go. It's not a big, it's, is it a big deal? No, it's not really a big deal. All right. We make about 6 billion pennies. We're probably costing we're probably costing ourselves therefore near oh between five and six billion dollars a year it, to make pennies in the scheme of trillions of dollars being spent, I understand it's probably not the biggest priority, but you know what wasteful in some things. Wasteful in small things sometimes leads to being wasteful in big things, too. We'll talk about that in a moment when we talk about, oh, my gosh, Joe Biden. Um, Wow, that was a speech. Um, (laughs) I don't quite get what he's up to. We'll talk about that after the break. but, But first, just a quick rundown of economic news of the week, just to be sure. I was on a panel uh, on Thursday for the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce, which has released a a revised forecast based on their estimates of the impact of the pandemic on on the economy. Um, You you folks, I'm not going to play any of it because, or any of my remarks in it, because you've heard me, right? I didn't do anything different on that than I do on this show every Saturday here on Business 1440. What I tell people is, yeah, the first stage back after you've basically stuck, you've basically shoved all the rods into the nuclear reactor we call the economic system so that no reaction can take place. You stop people from interacting by government decree and by news that hey, there's something out there that if you interact with a lot of people randomly speaking, randomly and without any protection, there's a chance you're going to get sick. There's a, there's a good chance you're going to get sick. If you get sick, there's a small chance that it's going to be really, really bad, including a, a smaller than, than small chance that it's going to kill you. Right? There's still so much about COVID we don't know. And I've, I've fairly studiously avoided doing too much COVID talk on the show because I think there's tons of misinformation out there. There's lots of partial information being given. Look, if you want to tell a story that, that it's nothing, you can, fi- you can find data to support that. If you want to say COVID is going to, is going to lead to a mass extinction event, you probably can even find 
you probably find data to support that too. Okay, there has been so much confirmation bias in the reporting and statements made about COVID, it kind of makes me, makes me nuts. For myself, I will tell you exactly what I, I'll tell you exactly two things. One, I wear a mask in public as a courtesy to the people around me. I do not wear it outside much at all. If I'm outside, I think I'm okay. I will still stay six feet away from you, but I think I'm okay to be, I think I'm okay to be outside without a mask. And I even exercise without a mask because, frankly, uh, the mask will be just a sweaty mess within about 10 minutes uh, in the weather we have right now. So if I go for a run or a bike ride or if I'm walking a golf course and even in the worst weather, I walk the golf course. But if I'm inside a place where there might be other people besides my wife, the mask is on. I'm not, I, I'm, as you might guess, I'm in an office right now where there is nobody on this floor Okay, of a massive building that has about 250,000 square feet in it. I'm not wearing a mask right now. Okay, but my, but, so that's one thing. Secondly, government decrees are only part of the story. This is a behavioral thing. And so the, gov- the government can't lift the rods. The governor of a state can't turn dials and make more economics or less, more economic activity or less economic activity happen. It is behavioral. It depends on the decisions of millions of human beings, some of whom are more, are more susceptible to COVID than others, some of whom are more risk-averse than others. Those are correlated, but not 100%, not perfectly collinear. So you can get all kinds of stories. And cherry-picking data for, for confirmation bias purposes is deadly out there. So I am not going to say anything more about it than that. All right? Because we are all listening right now, I think, with ears that are tuned to the things we want to accept and and rejecting things that might be contrary to what we believe. I think a lot of people are doing that right now. And rather than trying to have an argument with somebody, I'm simply putting putting the COVID to the side. Insane. But that said, I think what I said at this at the, at the Minnesota Chamber piece is that first leg back, as we've talked about on the show repeatedly, is going to be fairly quick. And the economic data of the week, and why I'm not going to spend more than five minutes on it, is it's simply confirming what I've already said. All the data this week was kind of going in the direction that I thought it should go. Right. The most interesting thing in the data this week and i was having a chat with a couple of a uh, couple of listeners using the hashtag pound kbrs on twitter is that is that the federal reserve is backing off some of its some of its uh, balance sheet expansion activities in particular in the areas of repurchase agreements and central bank swaps in which the bank, the, the fed and the European Central Bank, and probably the Bank of England, maybe the Bank of Japan, maybe the Swiss National Bank, I don't know which banks exactly are in those swap agreements and those and those repurchase agreements, but it's pretty clear to me that the Fed doesn't really believe that it needs to expand the balance sheet very much right at this moment. 
all of a sudden discussion of of uh, their Main Street lending f- program has backed off. I don't know if it's because everybody's on vacation or what have you. But the Fed has not expanded the balance sheet over the last four weeks. We've, I've tweeted a few slides out at Pound KBRS from uh, Fred, the St. Louis Federal Reserve's uh, uh, economic, basically, graph dispenser, uh, which is a fabulous tool for folks like me. And you can see, you can see that they're not doing that. But one thing to point out, which uh, uh, Brent had, had tweeted back at me, which is absolutely true. They are still in the market in treasuries in a huge way. And it's across the maturity spectrum. They have not backed off buying long-term term treasuries. They have not backed off buying any level of, of securities. They are buying across the spectrum short-term bills, and long-term no, long-term bonds and the and the notes market they're in every corner of the treasury market i think that's in part i i hear people saying that might be yield control i don't know it's that as much as it is simply trying to manage the flow of debt that uh, is coming out of the out of the treasury right now what i haven't seen and i, I got to look for and I will tweet it to you when I find the information, I just haven't had the time to look for it, is how much issuance there is from the Treasury right now. And to do that, I just need to dig into the Treasury's uh, debt management debt management uh, website to see where that is. Other data out there look pretty good. Uh, the services index from the ISM, uh, basically a purchasing manager's index, Jumped up to 57 from 45. We expected to get back above 50, but 57 is huge. 14 of the 18 services industries um, uh, uh, were were stronger, showed growth, um, except in employment. Most of them are getting new orders again or are seeing new orders. ISM's summary, respondents remain concerned about the coronavirus and more civil unrest. However, they are cautiously optimistic about business conditions in the economy as businesses are beginning to reopen. Other good news. Purchase applications for for homes was up 5.3% week over week. We're now on a year-over-year gain of 33%. I just had a, a, a good friend of mine who has a beautiful home near the golf course I play at is instead buying another home on the other side of town. They just wanted something that has one level versus two levels, and besides which interest rates are really cheap. Okay. Refinancing is up is more than double what it was. I'm sure you listened to our real estate chalk talk folks in the last hour. They gave you that same kind of information. Everything is growing fairly rapidly. So the job market data that was out there was pretty strong. I'll give you one more bit of uh, economic data, then we'll transition to talking about Joe Biden's economic speech right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. 
they really appreciate what she's done as a sister as well as a soldier and you know supporting their country our parents they were really supportive that all five of us would join family members that are soldiers in the army national guard inspire and influence setting a path for others it's validating knowing that you know i kind of did my part to make sure this is what they actually wanted and that they feel the same way i do I'm really proud that we get to help shape the future. And I know that my sisters are going to be amazing soldiers. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share in. A lot of pride. And they're just out there doing something every day and then serving their country as well. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme in the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place. The film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place. The untold, behind-the-scenes, true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the Resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Reese davis Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Minneapolis. Return to the hiding place at SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional, and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business 1440. Do you want to keep your pennies? You can. Just don't make me take them. I think I don't think we should be making any more, and at some point we should probably just demonetize the penny. You can come trade them in. We'll be a long period in which you can bring your pennies. And when you bring those pennies, you'll get you'll get dollars or or if you want nickels or dimes, I mean, I'd like to get rid of the nickel too at some point, but uh, I'll one one battle at a time. Let's take care of the penny first, and then and then once we get adjusted to that, then we'll come around to hey, 
do we really need these nickels? Um, I admit, I'm I'm quite I'm quite uh, I'm quite bent out of shape around this. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about this in a bit. But let me give you one more piece piece of information, and then let me talk a little bit about the Biden speech. And we only have an we, we're going to give you we're going to give you a replay of Job Saturday in the next hour. So. Uh, be, for for various reasons, for production reasons, we're going to give we're going to give you the replay in the second hour. Many of you probably missed it during uh, your Fourth of July, so we wanted to make sure you had that at your disposal. Lots of good, lots of good stuff in there as well. Um, the one the one last bit of information. There was, um, there was uh, a report, of course, on producer prices on Friday. They went negative month over month with a minus 0.2% drop on the headline number. Core, core PPI was down three-tenths of percent. Most of the deal on this was, in fact, was, in fact, reducing margins on machinery, reducing margins on, on vehicles that were coming, and particularly those coming from overseas. Because car sales have been sluggish, I mean, it's hard to go buy a car. You have to make an appointment. Um, I did talk to a dealer of, uh, 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 talk to a Toyota dealer here in the area, uh, not the dealer, not the owner, but uh, to one of the managers at this dealership, and reported that their May this year was stronger than their May a year ago. And, and then I asked, uh, same amount of discounting of prices? He says, no, no, we're discounting more. And I said, ah, okay. So that is, in fact, what's going on there. We're seeing more discounting of, of those vehicle, of vehicles, okay? If you, look at, if you look at food, jumped up in May because we had supply chain issues, dropped right back down in June, off 5.2% month over month. Um. Year over year, food prices are up less than 1%. Energy prices are down 17%. Wyatt noted to me that prices for his gas are about 205 right now at the store across from the mothership. Closest to me, 209 but I've seen some 199s up here. I even saw a 185 on Thursday. That may not be that. I'm going to bet that's got a two-handle on it today when I drive by. I haven't been down to that part of town yet today. Um, so those numbers, those numbers are changing anyway. Anyway, we are seeing that, um, frankly, that level of comfort, the comfort for me is the fact that if we were suffering from a serious supply shock, which is, which leads to a deep recession, you would see prices rising, not falling. Right. This indicates that a lot of this is, a lot of this is being demand driven. That's why I think you're going to see the fourth, the, the, the stimulus coming in, in the fourth uh, here in, uh, in the next few weeks. You're seeing, I, tr- I, was looking for, I was looking for a good conversation about that. I listened to a couple of uh, Republican senators. I listened to Larry Kudlow uh, for looking for good quotes. I don't think they know exactly what the shape of the stimulus is. I think it's still too vague, and one of the reasons why I'm not playing any of those clips today is whatever I gave you this week is probably going to be different next week. So just sit, just 
let's just stand by and see what it is they decide to negotiate. I think, I think some kind of stimulus is going to come. I don't think they're going to let the unemployment insurance number just the unemployment insurance payments of the six hundred a week. I don't think they're just going to let that end and have nothing come up behind it. It does look like there's a desire to make some kind of deal, but I don't know what that deal looks like. And so I think it's better not to do anything. It's only going to give me a few minutes here to talk about talk about Joe, but uh, Joe Biden came out with a speech, about a 30-minute speech um, off teleprompters uh, talking about uh, his economic plan. Uh, I think it's uh, the title of it is called Building Back Better. Um, it's, it's basically economic nationalism of a different variety. It has infrastructure spending. Joe actually spent time talking about, I'm the guy that had responsibility of handing out $84 billion in the Recovery Act in the financial recession. I met once every two weeks with the inspectors general saying basically he spent the money responsibly. The Trump administration is not doing that. Okay. We've said this before to actually think that the small business administration could ramp up a PPP program that ends up kicking out $650 billion of which they still have about 160 billion left. It's going at more than 10 times their normal loan volume in half the amount, in fact, a third amount of the time that they normally do. Their annual loan volume is, I believe, in the 40s, and they put out near 500. Did some of it end up being misdeployed? Well, you were all in such an all-fired hurry, you didn't worry about details. Heck, we just said, you didn't worry about the details of making sure the unemployment insurance scheme was right. You ended up giving people 200 and 300% of their, their work salary in order to stay home. I'm not crabbing about that. All right? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It probably created some problems. But in the late, when you had to make a decision in late March and speed was of the essence, you did some shortcuts, and some of those shortcuts lead to lead to issues. And you know, the people that are making those decisions do not have the luxury of hanging out in a basement in Delaware. Right? So, so you know, settle down, Joe. The other one piece of this that I wanted to make a note of, uh, he does say. Uh, we are going to double the tax on foreign profits so we don't encourage people to leave and build abroad. And he, and he mentioned a little bit later on that, that many of the people who, uh, got, the, uh, who uh, got the money, uh, that people were said that in the first 18 months, a lot of people took their businesses overseas and there was a lot of building out overseas. Why was that, Joe? Why was that? It was because taxes were coming and they wanted to get out before before they did that. And understand what the Tax Cut and Job Act of 2017 did. It said to every one of these businesses that had inter, an international presence, that they were large, you know, multinational enterprises, large multinational enterprises, said, we're going to presume... With all this money you earned overseas, we're going to act like you did repatriate it. 
we're going to tax you on the repatriation at this preferred rate. It was a decent rate. But we're going to tax you on money going back for years. And then where you decide to deploy the money is fine. But they they grabbed money. And indeed, I tweeted out at uh, Pound KBRS a study, not a study from the Tax Foundation, which I know people argue to be to be perhaps a little biased uh, toward uh, uh, big businesses. I, I, I understand that. I actually don't think it's true. I think it's, I think that's a lot of garbage, but, uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to get caught up in that. So what I grabbed instead was something from the CPA journal, a professional journal, peer reviewed, published by, published by three PhDs, uh, who, who are in, I believe all work in universities. I want to make sure I got their attributions right. Uh, yeah, two associate professors. At, they're all at uh, Illinois State, down in Normal. Uh, and they have PhDs in accounting. They appear to all have PhDs in accounting. They did a study looking at public records to say how much did these firms, what happened to the effective tax rates of these firms. And it's a mixed bag. So Nike's 2018 tax bill, their effective tax rate before the tax cubs and Tax Cuts and Jobs Act went from 13% to afterwards because they had to pay for these repatriated taxes, 55%. Medtronic went from 12.6 to 45.5. Now, some businesses did better. Exxon actually ends up with a tax cut under TCJA. Cisco, though, went from a 22% effective tax rate on their 2018 income to a 99% tax rate because they had to pay taxes on things going back for years, they ended up having effectively a night. They basically showed no profit after, showed no profit after tax because they had to pay all that money to cover the tax bill that was in the Tax Cut and Job Act. So, Joe, I don't know what doubling really means, but it's foolhardy and just wrong to say that, there, that these large corporations were given tax breaks. Some ended up being better off. Apple, of all companies, ended up somewhat better off uh, after t- TCJA. But uh, Cisco, Alphabet, parent of Google, uh, Medtronic, Nike, those four companies really kind of took it in the shorts. And so... I think you should probably rethink what you're, you know, this idea that you're going to double the taxes on foreign profits, that part of your plan is not going to work. We've actually already taxed a lot of that stuff. I can't wait to read more details of this. I can't seem to find details on this as well. So I've got a bunch of homework I still need to do. When we can keep, when we come back, Wyatt wants to step in on the penny and step up for the penny. We're going to have a talk about the penny once more after this. You're listening to The King Bang Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. 
You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, and even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, girls! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Business 1440 has listeners all over the nation, so we make it as convenient as possible to listen in. Hear honest and professional financial insight by streaming us on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, our Facebook page, or at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show. Ah, that song makes me just rock the shoulders. I'm assuming why you've never seen him live. Even, that, have you ever watched a video? No, I have not. That would be correct. Yeah, you should. You should. He's a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. All right, Wyatt. I'm armed and ready to go here. Um, in order to discuss the penny, and if you want to get to the nickel, we could talk about the nickel too. Well, you like the penny, so uh, in the short time we have, first of all, I just want to say I'm not disagreeing with what you said earlier, and and I have no issue as far as if you want to get rid of them, your facts and uh, whatnot support that. 
that that makes sense to me. I have no issue with that. However, I do believe the penny is valuable, and I am one of the, as you called it, few people that actually uses pennies. And the examples I would give is what happens when you go to a restaurant, King, or even a gas station uh, that you, you know you got seven cents. Let's say it's a dollar seven. Even the dollar store. You're telling me you don't have your pennies ready to go. You don't keep them in your car ready to use them. No, I mean think about the. All right, so think first about the physical cost. I, I so I had this guy who used to teach here. He's long since retired, but still still alive. Actually, a neighbor. Um. We had one of the things that he was told when he early on in his teaching was uh, to get his hands out of his pocket and stop shaking them because he would have tons of coins in his pocket. And he'd walk around the classroom and jingle while he was, he was moving his hands in his pockets and the coins were jumping up and down. I find coins annoying. We all spend time, particularly, and this is particularly men. I think women are different because they're carrying purses. But for men, they're loose in our pockets. They weigh our pants down. Okay, I'm also, by the way, and maybe this is correlated, I'm 100% against the style that has pants drooping down off your backside. Uh, coins encourage that. To, to, all right, to make it, to not be quite so snarky about it, it. I think that the cost of carrying coins includes the cost of the fact that you're, you're, you've got all this weight in your in your pants. And it makes and I just don't like it. Do you mind that? So if that's the case, then I guess let's forget about the penny and the nickel. Why not just get rid of all of them? Are, are you going to take it to the next extreme and say we should just go to bills only? Oh, I even want to go one step further. I'm, I'm like a 100% e-money guy. All right. I, would, I, I believe electronic money is our future at some point. And anything that hastens that would be great. The penny is the very first step along that road because that's where we'll end up going. And, the re- and, and it's not because the government makes money off the printing of coins. So the, the government, as I said, loses money off the penny. It loses money off the nickel. But it makes money on the dime in the quarter. Yeah, I would like to get rid of all of those because I, gov- I don't think the government needs that additional revenue. Last, or tw- yeah, in 2019, the government made $318 million dollars off the printing off the minting of coins all entirely off of the dime and the quarter it actually lost over a hundred million dollars on the on the it lost 72 million on the penny and 30 million on the nickel Hmm. yeah right i have no issue with uh as far as if it's hurting our government and we need to get rid of it i can live without it but from my standpoint, it is valuable to me at times because I can find situations where I can use the penny, and I think a lot of other people could as well. So for us, where we're not the ones making the money, it, it, it could be valuable to us. So I guess I would just wonder, do you think there is value in the penny for most Americans because they can find ways to use it? I mean, I mean there is value in it because it does cost something. Sure. You you would you can find a way to use a penny. If I have pennies and if I have a ton of pennies and I'm going into some place, yeah, I might grab a handful to say I but it's basically I'm gonna transfer the cost of carrying these from my car or my pocket to a, a a merchant. The merchant now has to take the take those coins and get them to the bank. The bank now has to take those coins. So if I add up all that cost for society as a whole that cost to society, I think, is a lot greater 
than the value I get from the fact that I was able to pay somebody with those pennies. And you have alternatives, right? You have lots of alternatives uh, to that. To that. The question, I think, really why it is, are you, so let me ask you the question. Are you concerned that if, I, if the pennies are gone that you're going to end up paying more for products because everything gets rounded up? Well, I would assume if they have the choice to round up or round down, they're going to round up. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Actually, the economic, the economic analysis of that says that that actually does not happen. Yes, if something would be, would be ending with the number nine, it probably would get rounded up. But sevens and eights seem to be, thanks to competition, the sevens and eights probably get rounded down to five. Well, if that's the case, then I'm 100% on board. I mean, anything to make it a little bit better. But I just wanted to give a viewpoint of the penny can be valuable in certain situations. And I think for consumers, there is a way to use it at certain times. So I just didn't want the the depiction of it to be that there's no value in it but like i said i don't i don't disagree with your viewpoint of getting rid of it if it's costing us money Uh, we could certainly live without it if we had to right we my view is we simply shouldn't be spending twice as much as uh, we shouldn't be spending two cents to make a coin made one cent that costs one cent absolutely it, it simply doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever and and so and, and and I think we should probably just get rid of that. Is as just a little little bit of government waste we've removed. Wyatt, thanks. I appreciate you, you stepping in for and, yeah. and, and getting those additional views out. Um, I'm still against the, the penny. Coming up next, uh, a replay of our first hour uh, from last week, which was Job Saturday. If you missed it, it's your chance to listen to it. Just coming up here now. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit termprovider.com, termprovider.com. If your house needs new windows, you may be justifiably concerned about the upcoming parade of three-hour window presentations. High pressure, high priced, and all say they have the only window in the world that is right for you. Well, this year, do the opposite. I'm Ryan with My Three Quotes, the one-of-a-kind free service that's the exact opposite of the typical window buying experience. First of all, I'm respectful of everyone's time. In less than an hour at your house, I'll have all the info I need to email you installed quotes on any window brand from multiple local contractors. Secondly, we find the best options based on your needs in your house. Whether it's Marvin, Anderson, or local vinyl brands, I know where to get you the best prices and quality. Thirdly, zero pressure, guaranteed. 
You move at your pace, and I'm always available to provide more options or meet you at showrooms until you're confident moving forward. When that time comes, I'll write up the order and do a walkthrough inspection when it's done. And did I mention I have the same free process for siding and roofing? Visit my 3 Quotes online to set up a free appointment. That's the number three, my 3 Quotes. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time time to do something good for the vets give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 that's 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520 800-218-9520